Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Home zone to Middlestack. Middlestack holds it, drags it, shot through, scores! As it's carried down to the corner, Middlestack... Back right in front, scores! Alex Tuck! Right down a snowy Main Street, Buffalo, and gets the Sabres a 2 0 lead. Just enough to lift it outside the zone to center. Greenway runs over his man. Greenway with an empty net, scores! And the chant for Lukanen rings through Keybank Center as he picks up the shutout. Feel like Oakley's getting this damn thing every damn game. Um, hell of a game tonight. But I gotta do this for Jesse. Oh, Oofy, you deserve it, man. You're our dog. Good job, boys. Let's have a good day out. Casey Middlestad, three points, and the homestand continues with two more to go. The Sabres are 2-2 two and two on it and desperately need wins against Chicago and Tampa to keep things going in the right direction. We've talked about two of three often, repeatedly, yep. for quite a while, Marty, and they're essentially two out of three, two out of three in the last six here, so um, long may it continue. I know it may require a little more than two out of three, but uh, that could still give them a chance if they get there into the final week, going two out of three. You know what? Even losing to the Vancouver Canucks one nothing, it was like, okay, this is the type of game I felt effort-wise and engagement-wise that you need to have more often. And that leads into, okay, maybe it was a slow start against the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Sharks are not a really good team right now. And you need Lukanen to step it up. But at least... Because you didn't have that huge dip against Vancouver where you get totally outmanned and outclassed and outplayed, you you kind of it, it's a shorter maybe reach, right? To get back to where you want to be, as opposed to take that huge dip down below, and then you look at the hill in front of you and you say, Oh man, it's gonna be a tough hill to climb. So mm-hmm. I feel like even in a loss to Vancouver, it was a better effort, which Earlier in the year, if you lost a game, you felt like, man, we just took five steps back. And now we're looking at a big, big hill. So that to me was what uh, really, you know, uh, I, I keep saying Friday 
no, Saturday and Monday were like, right? Saturday mm -hmm. was a tough loss, but you were you were right there and Saturday maybe could have gone either way, but you found a way to get on top of it because you didn't take those three or four steps back against Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, in the moment, uh, there was certainly no um, moral victories and, and things of that nature, um, but you're not wrong in, <clears throat> in recognizing that that loss uh, was better played than many of the losses that preceded, but they can yeah. only move ahead here. And that's why we mentioned the two games to go on the homestand with Chicago tomorrow and then Tampa on Saturday. And unless I'm misreading the schedule, there's a chance the Sabres could be sitting three points out on Saturday afternoon. Should yes. they, you know, win these two games, which includes Tampa, who's one of the wildcard teams. And if they get everything going their way, the rest of this week, which is not unheard of. There's a lot of East-West going on right now. So if you get a lot of good Western results to help the cause, like there's no other way to look at this. You, you can either just throw in the towel and just say, ah, what's the point? Or you can look at this and say, hey, there's an opportunity to end on a high this week. Go out and make some noise on a Western trip that features a tricky Anaheim team because you never quite know what you're going to get based on their health or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. The Kings have been awful at home and you just saw the Sharks. So you should have a pretty good idea what to expect. So uh, do, do they need to produce at nearly a 700 points percentage clip the rest of the way? Yes. Can they? Sure. Just take it two out of three at a time. Yeah, but more importantly, you need to take the next two. And the reason why I think you need to take the next two would mean your homestand, your six-game homestand, would be a four-and-two homestand. I talked about a four-one-and-one. You know, we even discussed maybe going five-and-one in that homestand, really, to make a step forward. But going four-and-two is about as close as you can you can get to what maybe our heightened expectations were uh, mm -hmm. when the six-game homestand started. But more importantly, you get back to 500. You win the next two. I don't care if it's in the shootout, both of them. Um, maybe I don't want to give an extra point to the Lightning, but, you know, against Chicago tomorrow night, I don't care how you win it. Win it. Because we talked to Dylan Cousins last week on, you know, at the arena on this show, and then he mentioned 500, get back to 500, and then mm -hmm. move from, from there. If you are at 500 with 30, what would that mean? 36 games left because they'd be at 46. Mm. Okay, can you get 10 games over 536 games? Go 26 and 10, right? That that's uh, well, that would be no, 28 yeah, and eight. I should no, say no, no. But you honestly, if you get the next two, you can go 24 and 12 and hold 24 and 12. Yes, you know. Uh, right and then now, still get to 94 points. That's the thing. Like right now you're, you're looking at, and, and again, it gets tricky because Pittsburgh is technically better than some of the playoff teams that are in yeah. right now, but not by much. Like we're talking really, really, really slim margins here. So if you look at like a 570 points percentage for the entire season, that's going to get need you to be in the 94 to 95 point range. So mm -hmm. obviously you should aim higher and just, you know, try to get to 96, 97. <laughs> we, have, 
How big is the cart right now that we are putting before the horse? That's what and we're putting a you pretty big cart in front, but that's what we need to do because we need to lay out all the possibilities. We have so many people yeah. stopping by the set after games asking, what yeah. do they need? Uh, are, are the playoffs over? Are we like just wasting this rest of the year? What are, but we start like crunching the numbers and you're thinking mm. every time we give ourselves this, you win the next two, this is what could happen after, right? Mm. But this is a different scenario because at any moment, yes, if we win two games in a row, it, it lightens a load for the rest of the year, but this wraps up a six game homestand. That's why I'm looking at the next two as win, win. And then you move on. You have to close one chapter before you can start the new one. And this is a chapter this week that needs to be closed with two wins. So is Lukanen starting both the remaining games of this homestand? I say yes. And look, I, I say yes, and I've been pretty pretty consistent with you and with everybody saying I don't like a goalie rotation. I like to have a plan, right? And you look at the next two weeks and you say, okay, there's a plan in place. Um, so the plan, when you look at the six games, is probably going to go three and three, maybe four games, one to the other. But the plan now needs to change. Lukanen's last two games were really good. Vancouver on Saturday afternoon, one nothing was excellent against a really tough Vancouver team. And without him against San Jose, you may be playing from behind in the first period. You may be down one or two nothing. And we know that the offense right now is not clicking at the rate that we would want it to. Maybe the absence of Jeff Skinner has something to do with that, right? Because it it is obviously leaving a, a, a hole on the Thompson and Tuck line that you're trying to to fill right now. But I think Lukanen got you that win against San Jose. And maybe that's a statement in itself, right? You had to rely on your goaltender so much early on that, mm. you know, to beat the, you know, the 32nd place team in the National Hockey League, that's, that's a tough place to beat. But okay, let's do it again against Chicago. Let's roll it back and see if he can give you that, that boost early on, maybe, maybe a boost later on. And then... You know, we move on to Tampa. But I would I would think that if I look at the schedule, five games in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at this week. Lukanen can definitely play those two games. And then you have Ducks and Kings next week, a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I know I don't like to automatically split my back-to-back, but the schedule in this situation would say, okay, we got to get Levi back in the net. Let's use those two games to do that. But um, yeah, this week, I think we could... I would be penciling in Lukanen for the next two, especially uh, the Chicago game tomorrow night. Well, I know you didn't plan to shortchange him, but you could look well beyond his last two games. In fact, in his last five games, Lukanen has gone four and one with a 1.4 and a 950 save percentage. Only Stuart Skinner is better, and that's because the Oilers are on a 10-game heater, and they're the only team that is on a heater still because all the other winning streaks disappeared over the weekend. Florida, Seattle, Winnipeg, they all went by the board. Edmonton tries to continue their streak tonight against the Maple Leafs, so here's hoping they do because the Leafs, are just kind of average as well. And it's not like they've cleared themselves from the mess that is the wild card position in the Eastern Conference. So you factor in that Luke. But all of a sudden now, Duffer, quickly, all of a sudden, where we were talking about goalies that were 42nd, 45th, 55th in goal save above expectations at the start of the season for the Sabres, Right now, Lukanen has slid himself up to 28. You know, of all goalies that have played at least 15 games in the NHL, according to Money Pucks, Lukanen is on the positive side. He mm-hmm. was 
five, six, seven goals on the negative side and in expected goals against and whatnot. He's gone on the positive side. And Devin Levi, despite like, okay, maybe not having the best of outing in his last one, he's 32nd. You're all of a sudden talking about, hey, a couple more games like that for Lukanen. And he's in, in top 20. And maybe a couple good games for Levi and he's top 25. And now both of your goalies are top 20, 22, 24 in the league, which, okay, that's, I'm comfortable with that. Like with the way that things started and how they've been able to, to gain some momentum of late. It would be, if they landed in that range, that would probably be even better than what we were projecting at the start of the year when they needed to take a leap from 25th, 26th, and we said, just get into the top 20, right? And so, anyway, there's that. By the way, your uh, windpipe issue is contagious from the the, uh, Monday show. I don't know how you survived that segment. It's an all-timer. I'm submitting it to the Buffalo Broadcasting (laughs) Hall of Fame uh, in short order. But uh, anyway... Um, I had a moment of panic. And for those that didn't see, <laughs> as I was trying to talk, all of a sudden, my saliva went down the wrong pipe. And when you are trying to stress about it, you usually choke even more and you can't speak and you can't breathe. Somehow, in that moment of panic, it cleared up. I just went, <clears throat> sorry. And then it was fine. I almost took a stumble. And it's so much so that, you know, Matt, our director, and Joe, our producer in the truck, they had a single camera on me. And as soon as I started to struggle, they went to the two shots. And then I saw our cameraman that's doing the single, like pan over to you, almost like we may have to go to a single on Brian because Marty is going to turn purple really quick here. But hey, I got it back on the road. And in the middle of it, you took a shot at Dreger and continued to make your point for about a minute <laughs> after that. I I was absolutely amazed at how, uh, no, so that's the thing. Those are the types of effort you need here, Marty. Yes. Um, but, you know, beyond that, just going back to Lukanen for a second. Um, so he's four and one in the last five. You go in the last six games, which is the game before Christmas. He was very good at MSG in what turned out to be an overtime loss. So he's four, one and one in his last six decisions. Yep. And this is where it gets, you know, interesting when you're trying to project and the Sabres just haven't had the longest point streak yet. You know, the, the seven game or the eight game or the nine game or to make them feel like they, wow, they've really got traction. Here's an, here's a sample size for you, which is now roughly the last five and a half, six weeks in the NHL. They've gone nine, seven, and two. Okay. It's not terrible. No. Tied for 17th in that stretch with Tampa. But in a, as you, as you can imagine, a very, 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 very tight cluster to the teams in front of them, right? Yeah. In that stretch, their goal's four, 17th, 3.1. But in that stretch, 12th best goals against at 2.89. I don't think anybody would believe that, that they have gotten better here and better here. And obviously that's accented by the most recent five games for Lukanen unquestionably, but they all count. And so do you believe that they now have some sort of defense and goaltending stability and is now the biggest issue finding a way to get 
two to three lines rolling offensively. Because yesterday, yes, it was Casey Middlestat picking up three points. Yes, they got a power play goal from Tuck. They got an empty netter from a winner because winners win. And empty netters are for winners. And Jordan Greenway. But when you combine the whole weekend, it's like, eh, they got three goals against Vancouver and San Jose. One of them was an empty netter. It doesn't seem like there's enough right now offensively. And when you look at the numbers offensively, according to Natural Stat Trick, five on five expected goals for, look, Vancouver, you didn't even manage a one goal expected, right? Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you won 3-1, that's five games ago, but you didn't manage two goals expected at five on five. Like there has been so many of those low five on five event game that you weren't able to produce. Now, mm -hmm. I get it. Power play came up huge against San Jose. And really the power play is for me, the one, the one, the one difference making offensively for now until the rest of the year. Okay. They've scored in 14 of the 44 goal uh, games this year on the power play in those games. They're eight, four and two. When you score a power play goal, you're eight, four and two. I'll take that the rest of the way. That's two and one. That's two and one, two and one, two and one. Right. But nah. you got to score power play goals. You got to score power play goals and power play came up huge with the tuck goal. So that's the big thing. Just, because I want, I was looking for that stat, and now I have it. Put one last bow on the Lukanen Levi thing, okay? okay? Up until five games ago, Uko Pekka Lukanen's save percentage this season was an 892, okay? Devin Levi right now, his save percentage is an 889, okay? After the last five games for Lukanen, his save percentage for the year is a 906, he went from an 892 to a 906, up 14 points mm -hmm. in five games. That, if I get 906, 910 for the rest of the year for Lukanen, that's, that's a huge win, right? That being like above league average in save percentage, because the league average is about 902, 903 right now, mm -hmm. that'd be a huge win. And if Levi, over the next five games, regardless of when he plays them, can give me what Lukanen did the last five games, it gets himself in the 902, 903 range. I think we are talking a different story in the next 20 games and then getting ready for the last 20 games just because of those performances in the net. Can they find enough offensively to win with better goaltending like that? So far on the homestand, they're two and two. That's not good enough, as we know, to move yeah. forward at that rate. And in the homestand, they've scored 10 goals and they've given up nine. So they kind of deserve to be 500, right? Like that's, that's pretty score much two and it. a half goals per game. It's yeah. not going to get you, right. uh, you know, 20, 24 wins, you know, for the rest of the year. It's not, it's just not, you, you I know games are going to get tighter, but that's not going to do it. Okay. So one of the goals seemingly at the start of the year was to get the defensive numbers in a better position. Yes. And are we going to ask the question again, are these recent better numbers defensively coming at the expense of offense? Well, I, I don't think so. I okay. think they just are playing better defensively. Okay. I think they've got, well, they're getting better goaltending, but they also, I, I look, even losing Matthias Samuelson, look, you lose Samuelson after the Vancouver game Saturday afternoon. Um, luckily, you didn't lose Darlene, right? And Darlene, I thought, was really good um, in in the last game here against San Jose. But, um, you know, Samuelson, I have zero issues 
with this group of six that is on the ice right now. There's usually, oh man, you lose Samuelson, who's going to come in and fill that gap? I think that Yoki Aryu has filled in so nicely with Dalene. And they have played together before and they understand what they need to do. I pointed out during the intermission yesterday, how Yoki Aryu understands that he's not always going to be on the right side because of Dalene's moving around. Sometimes they'll have to be on the left, right? They move around. I think that Ryan Johnson and Connor Clifton have played really well together. They really complement each other well. Clifton has had a kind of a much better last 20 games than his first 25. But Ryan Johnson, because of his skating ability, is stepping up. So I think that they, there's an even bigger step to say we can defend better and use that to create more offense, to have better transition. Right now, offensively, look, you know, against Vancouver, against Vancouver um, even the game before that, what was it against the um, the uh, the Senators? You know, you have Jordan Greenway blocking shots. It's great. He's doing his job. But are we getting enough production down the lines, right? Are we getting enough production from Greenway? Are we getting enough production from Benson right now? Who's, he's an 18-year-old kid. It's going to take a little time. He was elevated to the top line with Tuck and, you know, Thompson in the uh, in the San Jose game. But is is it really rolling right now? I, I'm not sure it's rolling enough. So they are going to need to produce more, but I don't think it's coming at the expense of better defensive play. Well, Cousins, Quinn, Paterka fall into the category too. I mean, obviously yes. JJ just uh, wrapped up a dozen games without a goal. Um, Cousins has struggled to be able to, you know, and he didn't have a ton of minutes yesterday. The coach addressed that briefly afterwards. Um, and even Quinn right now finds himself on a five-game goal strut after being red hot in his return to the lineup. So there are any number of lines and line combinations you can look to right now that need to to help push this along. Yes. Um, and I just think it's amazing that, you know, the offense could be the biggest challenge here to trying to get to this record that is needed. But, you know, they're right now they're three and three this year without Jeff Skinner in the lineup. And uh, look, the team is off again today. Um, so, you know, we'll just continue to wait here as we move forward and see whether anything changes dramatically, whether they at some point, you know, feel the need to to call someone up. I, I, I would doubt that at this point in time. Obviously, there was a minor transaction yesterday in Clegg coming up as insurance and then immediately going right back to Rochester. I will say this, though, <laughs> when you when you talk about making a transaction um, and, and certainly in our conversations with hockey insider Darren Dreger, uh, just as one example, we haven't got the sense that they're really close you know, no. to making any sort of uh, bold move. But I just happened to pick this nugget up off the wire. And we just saw Zadorov have the primary assist on the only goal in the game on Saturday when Vancouver won here in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. The Canucks are 14-3-3 since Zadorov joined their lineup. Yeah. <laughs> like, not all him, obviously. Really good team. They've got a lot going right for them. But again impressive what uh what that has translated into and i'll leave you with this one well not leave you but we have so much to get to around the league and there's eight more games tonight and obviously a ton have a significant impact on where buffalo's at in the standings but if i was to ask you who the top three teams are since december 1st so month and a half last month and a half who would last be? month and a half mm -hmm. um i am going to say the florida panthers 
Nope. They are not. Okay. I'm going to see the Seattle Kraken. Nope. The Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg is one. Okay. I'm going to say the Colorado Avalanche. Nope. Wow. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Nope. What the? I'm going way too like far, probably. Like they okay. Well, I got one out of five. I'm I'm out of ideas. Well, I just gave you one, Vancouver with Zadorov. So it's Winnipeg, Vancouver, and why am I doing this to torture Marty and potentially our audience? Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Seven fourteen winning percentage since December points percentage since December first. And you know why? Because their goals against is 2.48, which is fourth best in the NHL. They've got guys that are scoring. Konechny's going to be pushing another career year. Owen Tippett looks just incredible right now. He might not get 30. He finished just shy of 30 last year. But he plays like a 30-goal scorer as far as impact on shifts and stuff like that. So He's a little weasel. And I'm saying that because I somehow through my feed, my social media feed, got the clip of Jacob Voracek going off on Weasel oh, when the reporter yes. asked him a question during the yes. COVID year and Travis Konechny is standing next to him, like not knowing where to look. He's like, oh my God, I don't want to be in this same screen as Voracek. He goes, you know, it doesn't matter what I say, but but the Flyers are playing with an edge, obviously. Yes. And they've, they've had some guys that I, I thought were going to be contributing this year that have been out of the lineup and then reinserted in the lineup. I think Noah Cates was one that got reinserted Cates last been game. He's been injured. He's been, but he'll yeah. be coming back to, very soon here. It's going to cause another issue, but Morgan Frost would obviously Morgan be Frost one of the more was notable one of them. ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they, uh, and they've used both goaltenders. Mm-hmm. They've used both Carter Hart and Sam Urson, mm-hmm. um, which Sam Urson didn't start the season well, but right. it took, it took some time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, Flyers are a team that, can come in and scramble. I do. I think they're going to make it. Yes, I think they will. They've now created enough of a foundation defensively that I don't think they're going to slip. But well, they're. What do, what yeah, do I, I think Carolina is right there. Listen, the standings are so close right now in the East. So much so that when Detroit beat Toronto the other night in regulation, they got within a point. Right, amazing, and huh? yeah. that's amazing. When you think that Detroit is sitting here at. 49 points and Toronto's got 50 points. I know Toronto's got a couple of games in hand, but and at in a matter of 48 hours, Toronto could be in the wild card one or even wild card two, or maybe out of the playoffs at any moment it's with crazy. the season that they've had. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. So there is very, very tight margin of errors going on in the middle of the standings. And that's why I think that the Sabres, just with one week, just with getting back to 500, you get yourself back in that conversation. Right. And if they win the two this week, you're talking about winning four of the last five on the homestand before heading out for a trip that then leads you into a break. And that is a bye week and an all-star break. And some of the other teams will start catching up as far as the games played. And it'll, you know, eventually in early February, it'll feel like most teams have got same number of games remaining and you just sprint for the final 30 from there and, and see what happens. But we have a ton to get to obviously crazy stories around the NHL, um, both statistically and honestly, emotionally, like we got to dive in on Colorado here in just a second, but if we're going to put the emotion in the game, it's never been more pronounced um, for me than in, I think within professional sports with how the bandits organization has, um, from the moment Tucker Williams was battling cancer to 
being there for him and his family. So it's the annual Tucker Out Lymphoma game uh, this Friday night, 7.30 in Banditland. Um, auctions, of course, throughout um, autographed uh, lacrosse ball sales that help some pediatric cancer care in the community. Um, Bandits.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. Um, I will say this, Marty, I don't know how much of the, and you can scan the QR code on the screen right now to get tickets if you're watching on MSG. Um, and trust me, it's not been easy <laughs> to get great seats in Bandit Land this year because there's been such an appetite for it. But um, when you look at the Bandits championship rings from winning last year in the final against Colorado, the fact that there is their annual image of the lacrosse player that represents Tucker out lymphoma. That's yep. on, that's on every ring. This is not just a, this is not just an organizational gesture. This is an absolute buy-in yep. that is never ever going away. And I love that. I am very proud that the bandits do it's part this. of their identity. And listen, their identity is community uh, first. It's team community supporting the fans. That's why this, this team, the bandits and this organization has been so successful and so much fun here. And, and the characters, and I'm talking characters and the amount of character that there is in mm -hmm. that locker room and within the organization is why this is so special. So yeah, no Sabres game on Friday on the 19th. So, uh, you know, you want to go, want to have a fun Friday night. And this is definitely an event, a uh, fun family event to go to. Yes, I'll be there. Hope to see you there as well. Second half hour of Sabres Live on this Tuesday continues right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.